episode 49 of Psych Up. Today we are talking about strength in togetherness with Rakia, one of the provisional psychologists here at Veritas. This episode will cover togetherness during a time of COVID, the impact of togetherness on mental health, and tips on how to reach out to others. So Rakia, how would you define togetherness? So I think togetherness kind of doesn't really sound like a word really (laughs) when you think about it, but togetherness is a sense of we are all in this together. It encapsulates holistic reliance and resilience of people in the face of adversary. It's the we feeling that we get. And togetherness can be seen in all sorts of settings. So like work, community, cultural or religious groups. It's a sense of shared identity. And it can also include professional support. It's not really bound by a law of time or physical proximity. There can be an emotional or mental closeness to other people. It's really natural for humans and animals to get this sense of togetherness because it's where we get safety, it's where we get belonging, essentially where we get our resources from and to see who we are as individuals. Yeah, that's amazing. So how does togetherness impact our mental health? So togetherness kind of, I guess, in my sense of it and a lot of the research, it normalises how hard things can be. It's not just us who is experiencing something, but a lot of people might be going through the same thing. And it also helps us to, I guess, have someone to celebrate achievements with or successes. It's the sense of like attachment, social integration, or guidance, alliance, nurturance and reassurance of worth that might protect against that loneliness. Yeah, that does sound like you also integrated into the next question as well, which was why togetherness is so important. Is there anything else you would like to add? Yeah, I mean, if we look at some of the research and psychology that's come up, a lot of the idea of togetherness um, is that sense of social support and whether you really need that action from the social support, you know, someone giving you a call or someone checking in on you or going out and going for a run with someone. It doesn't necessarily mean that you need that action. It's the perception of having it there when it's available. So that's really another important thing in mental health. Although, you, you know, you, we might be saying go out and get help if you need it. If you know that you have that support behind you and that sense of belonging, that can be enough to get you through those hard times as well. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And with that support network that you're talking about, how do you think togetherness and that concept has been impacted by COVID? Well, if we think about togetherness and the old saying of a trouble shared is a trouble halved in the time of COVID, which is literally a a pandemic on a global scale, you don't necessarily have that physical proximity with those resources and those people and the people that you care about and the people with that shared identity. Um, A lot of people live by themselves. A lot of people might live with family members who, you know, you don't get along great all the time. So it's, it's a lot harder to reach out for that support. And even going and seeing, like, people from cultural groups or religious backgrounds, 
you don't have that same thing that you had before. So it's this real shift in how our routine is and how we cope with stresses. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And a lot of people have had to deal with a lot of stress besides, you know, being scared of getting COVID. Business are going down, families are breaking up, financial loss, not knowing where you're going to be in the next few years, but also having to come up with ways to look after yourself in the meantime. And that can be maladaptive, that can be adaptive. Maladaptive meaning you really, really isolate yourself. You might turn to substances and you might really ruminate on all of the bad things that are happening. Or on the other hand, adaptively, you might find out what's available. Maybe I can do some online groups. Maybe I can turn to hobbies or maybe I can really start to take benefit of the downtime with the people that I live with. But again, we are seeing a shift. Uh, We're asked to go back to work and be in physical proximity with other people. And, you know, the politicians are very keen for us to get back out there after saying this is a, a scary disease, which it is. But we have to shift again. We have to be open to how we're going to deal with it and change the idea of togetherness. How do I reintegrate myself into my shared identity? And it's hard. It's really hard. And if you didn't feel stressed, I'd be worried about you because it means you're human. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. And I liked how you spoke about maladaptive behaviour to adaptive behaviour and the discussion you brought up about needing to shift and go back into the transition into integrating Mm -hmm. again and finding a sense of togetherness. So how would you encourage people who might have those maladaptive thoughts Mm. or fears, how would you encourage them or where would you say to start to get back into a bit of togetherness and have that within their supportive circle? Uh, I think that's a really good question because that would be uh, a shared experience by a lot of people and it's a bit rhetoric, I think, because you know, the idea that a lot of people are experiencing possible maladaptive coping mechanisms and anxiety to going back into the world where you can. I know that's not the same as everywhere. That's a kind of a togetherness in the first place. You know, we're all sort of having different experiences, but it's the same shared overall thing. So I'd probably ask people or encourage people to look inwards and really start to be mindful of your experiences, be mindful of where your head's at, be mindful of how you are coping. And a really good scale is not uh, scientific, but do you feel bad if you had to rate your mood out of one to 10 and it's, you know, in the one to five range, one being the lowest and being the highest? It's probably a little bit of an indicator that you're, what you're doing right now could use a little bit more support. Sometimes we retreat into ourselves and think, mm, I've got this, I can suffer in silence, I don't need anybody, but somehow I feel a little bit crap. And that's okay. That's okay. But that's where I'd start. Where are you at at the moment? Yeah. And then reach out. What comes to mind when you think of the word togetherness? 
and you might be alone at the moment or have a few friends or a person that you talk to on the phone, what did you have before and where would you like to go? What's that sense of belonging that you want to achieve? Togetherness, like I said at the start, is it's not time bound and it is definitely not physically bound. You have a lot of resources around you. It's just starting to chip away at ways that you can access it. Some people really love computer gaming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's their sense of togetherness. We get to play Minecraft. I don't know anything about computers. And I really, really enjoy that downtime with those people. I really, really love being able to access that support. So, yeah, start from the start. Have a look at where you want to go and see what we can do to reach that goal. Sometimes that means professional support. Sometimes it means joining a rugby team. Yes. Also, I just wanted to keep continuing on with this conversation. What are some COVID safe alternatives that you would recommend or that comes to your mind when you still think about maintaining togetherness, but maybe from a distance? Yeah. And it's a good question because we are asked to start integrating back into the world. A lot of people still have some fears and might have really big impacts to their health if they were to catch COVID. So some of the ways that you can start to integrate yourself or into that togetherness is by trying to find out what things are around you. So that is getting back into uh, hobbies or volunteer work, anything like that, but asking them, okay, you know, I'm just wondering what are some of the ways that we're protecting ourselves around COVID in this setting. I'm particularly worried about this thing. I'd love your input and to know how I can look after myself and the people around me. It's also really good to check in around yourself. Am I maybe finding it hard to control my thoughts about fear and anxiety about COVID? And if I am, maybe I need to reach out to a professional. Going to a GP helps you be able to understand what the real risks are when you of getting COVID and if you got it, what would that look like? And that might be able to help you ease your mind about the likelihood of some of the fears that you have. There's a lot of online resources. There's a lot of togetherness in the sense of that we're all quite stressed. Just share your experiences and you might be able to see the togetherness come together at work or with your groups or with friends and family. Yeah, that's a great idea. And I also like how, you know, you mentioned online resources because during COVID, like that was such a big part of how people maintained their sense of togetherness. Mm -hmm. So even, you know, if they have some safe alternatives to doing all the things that you said in person, maybe they have online versions of it too, where people can still yeah. be a part of the same community. So mm -hmm. I think that's a really great option as well for people who might still have that fear and just need to take it one step at a time and the going to a GP and talking to them about the real fears and getting that professional opinion mm. and reassurance that would help a lot of people. The last question before we go is how would you advise people who want to reach out and find a community but don't know where to start? I think I'd probably start with looking at what your values are because they're a really good indicator of where you should be placing your actions. Do you have a value in this certain setting? Do you want to be a teacher? Do you want to 
share your knowledge? Do you want to be a part of a cultural group, a hobby group? What resonates with you? And then branch out from there. I think also being able to understand what your boundaries are and being able to communicate them assertively but respectfully is really important when you start to engage in togetherness in the community of whatever you choose. But Google is your friend. (laughs) You don't have to join a group if you don't want to. You can just make phone calls to the people that you trust. You can reach out to professional support when you need to. And having a look at your own personal strengths and resilience is also a really good place to start too. Pets are very underrated, I think. (laughs) You can have a togetherness with them as well. (laughs) I think so too. Please elaborate if you want. (laughs) They're great. Uh, I'm just thinking about when I was stuck in my home during isolation and I got very close to my cat and we all sort of banded around her as housemates, which was very, very sweet. So think outside the box, I think. Yeah, no, that's really great. That's really great. And you're right, pets and all that stuff that you spoke about and finding your values, they're really important elements of, you Mm. know, finding a sense of togetherness because that's really what connects people. You did mention knowing your boundaries with certain things. Would you mind, like, speaking about that a little bit more? Mm Because I think that's a really interesting thing that maybe a lot of people would like to know how to do. Boundaries are kind of like the word togetherness. It can define like a broad range of things boundaries might be like physical boundaries I will not go to a rave or go to the clubs because for me personally you know I'm a little bit worried about how I might contact COVID or I will put in boundaries around my mental health I know that I I really need to get out and be with my friends but when they spend the whole time talking about things that are quite intense and I'm still reintegrating myself back into that world I can feel my anxiety increase and I'm not coping so a way to put in your boundaries there is to say you know like I just like a lot of people I'm finding it a little bit anxiety inducing going back to the world at the moment I'd really love to catch up with you but I'd like to maybe keep the topic of COVID or whatever it is that makes you stressed you know, off the table. You don't have to say it that blatantly if you don't like, but knowing what your boundaries are will help you define how you act. Your new boundaries might be not even hanging out with those friends in the first place and focusing on the the really positive relationships that you have. Assertiveness is very different to passiveness. That's not really saying anything. Passive aggressiveness is saying something and expecting them to pick it up. And aggression is just being kind of mean (laughs) so assertiveness is saying what you want with how you feel and why I want to hang out with you because I miss you and that would really help me to come back out into the world being assertive in a very respectful way if they say no then thank you for letting me know I'd really love to know when you're available Yeah, that's really great to, you know, have that clear boundary, especially when we're being reintroduced into Mm. something that is so difficult and has been unfamiliar for such a while. And people might be surprised, like they'll have their friends and their family members and the people that they are hanging around 
they might actually be feeling the exact same way but haven't been able to bring it up themselves. So even that in itself is like a very great example of togetherness and being Mm. respectful and communicating your your feelings and setting Mm. your own boundaries, which I think is a very, very great point that you've Mm. made as well. So I think we can all learn how to come together a bit more now and, you know, reintroduce ourselves into society. And, you know, we're all a bit stronger and, like you said, belonging, like we all belong together. And I think that's a really great idea to have when reaching out to people and reintroducing ourselves into places and spaces that once used to be familiar to us. And, you know, we have a pretty good track record. We've beaten 100% of our worst days. So 100% success rate is good. It means that we can do this together. <laughs> that is a fantastic little quote there. I love that. But thank you so much, Rikia. And thank you for thank you. listening, everyone, to this episode of Psych Up. And we'll see you in our next one. Bye.